What is up, lovely people? My name is David Paris, and I am the host of the Boiling Thoughts podcast. This is episode number nine, and thank you so much for tuning in today, for listening. I really appreciate it, and I cannot wait to share my stories with you today. So, without further ado, let's get into it and roll the intro. After like a two week break, two week hiatus, that's a new word I learned, I am back with a new episode and I'm really happy that I am back. Um, I was really busy and that's why I haven't uploaded a new episode for two weeks, but I am well rested, super motivated, so this is going to be a great episode because I have a lot of interesting topics I have had on my heart that I want to share with you. So let's start this episode with our favorite segment, which is boiling thought of the day. It's something we do here on every episode. I take a boiling thought of the day either that I have or you submit to me on social media and we discuss it. And today's boiling thought of the day was actually submitted to me by a listener. And the listener told me my boiling thought of the day is that I have never understood in the 20 years of my life, how the television time works, meaning the time, like, for example, 8 slash 7C time. And I, at first, I was really confused. I didn't know what the person was talking about, but then I was like, oh, it clicked. I was like, oh, you mean, you mean that time showing? Do you know when we were, like, younger and we were watching, like, Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, and they were like, new episode of this episode airing today at 8 slash 7C, and I was just, like, looking at it, what time is that? Like, when is it airing between 8 or 7? Like, you haven't decided. What does the C mean? Like, please explain. And I still don't know what does it mean until this day. Like, every time they say this time on TV, I have to Google it. I have to type in the exact thing they said or written on the TV and I have to be, okay, this is the time. Thank you. Because, I don't know, I don't understand it. I don't know how this works. So, this is a great thought because I've had this for like half of my life when I was watching Disney Channel and I never understood. So thank you for submitting it, I really appreciate it. Also, someone else was asking me if I am going to make my podcast um, like subscription-based on Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, because it's going to be like an option now in May. And I am not planning on doing that right now at the moment. I want to keep my podcast like, completely free and not add any, like, subscriptions. So, currently, I wasn't thinking about it or taking it in consideration. But if you want to, like, support me and my podcast and keep it going, I have a Twitch channel where you can subscribe or... I have, like, subscription subscriptions there. And that's the way you can support me, my streams, and my content in general. So, yeah you can definitely check out my Twitch channel and subscribe there, but my podcast is probably going to stay, like, all free. Now to the big topic that everyone is probably waiting for. Um, Last Friday, I appeared on the Wendy Williams show in the Q&A Ask Wendy segment, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. It was so much fun. And when I shared it with all of you, no one believed me. I shared it on Twitter a day before. I was like, I am going to be on the Wendy Williams show airing tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And no one believed me. Everyone thought that I was like pulling a prank and making a prank YouTube video. But no, 
I actually did appear on the Wendy Williams show and it was so much fun. It was a lovely conversation I had on a national TV on like in front of like millions of Americans. So it was a little stressful, but I think I did good. I think it ended up good. It was like a lot of fun and I would totally do it again. And you guys flooded me with messages and questions. Like I wasn't able to answer your questions in like DMs or social media. So that's why I decided to do an episode where I'll be able to talk about it and explain everything in detail. So like the main question was, of course, how did I get on the episode? Like, how did they find me? How did I get on the Wendy Williams show? So basically now during um, the pandemic, Wendy always have had like audience on her show, but in person. So because of the pandemic, they had to cancel that and they have like this virtual audience that can attend and all of their guests on all segments are probably virtual now and basically i wanted to apply just for virtual audience just for being like in the background on the big screen and like clapping and laughing and just doing that so i did that on the wendyshow.com website i like submitted my application for the virtual audience and there's like another application for the ask wendy and i did the virtual audience like a month ago i probably applied right when i turned 18 for the virtual audience and i was like waiting and nothing was coming nothing was coming so i tried to like reapply and then a producer reached out to me about the ask wendy segment first basically i got an email from one of the show producers that we could do an Ask Wendy segment and we did like a meeting together, like a phone call and we figured out the question and the topic that I would discuss with Wendy and I think they were like, I'm happy to do this with me because I am an international watcher and it's like something new. I was able to bring something new to the show and it was a question that maybe a lot of people can relate to. So they really liked it. And let me tell you, shout out to Patrick. He is such a great producer. When we had our phone call, he's like the sweetest, nicest person ever. He was like hyping me up and we were like trying to brainstorm and figure this whole thing out together. Like Wendy's production team are the nicest people ever. And the process took about like one week. We had to do all, you know, the legal stuff, the meetings with the production team. Then we did like a sound check or like a general technology check if everything works fine. And then I got like a taping date when we're going to actually tape the episode and the segment. And it was all done through Zoom. And the taping took like two hours. It did took a lot of time. It's like a two, two, three minute segment. The interview wasn't super long, but the actual taping and the preparation took two hours because you had to log on to the Zoom, you have to do a sound check, light check, microphone check, like everything has to be checked because it's a national TV and millions of people are watching this and then it's uploaded to the internet, so another hundreds of thousands people see it, so it's a big deal. And we did that, I was on the Zoom. And then the actual show taping started. I was there since like the beginning through hot topics and all the other segments through all the commercial breaks. And then when my segment was supposed to come, it like my screen just went to black and I had producers talking to me because we had like checks 
to see if I can fit into the little square for the show. You know, we had to check the graphics and they were telling me in the little earpiece, like move a little to the left, to the right. Now you have to count down for me to the microphone so your audio sounds fine. And the producers were really, really nice. They were super helpful and they, they were like the best. Wendy has the best production team in the world. Shout out to you guys, you were amazing. And then when my segment was supposed to come, like the show screen just went to black and the producer came to my ear like, okay, David, you're next, get ready. And I was like, oh gosh, here it is. Like if you mess up, there's no retaping. Like you cannot do it again. You have one chance and that's all you get. So it was a little stressful, but I was ready. I mean, I am never, I don't really stress over these situations. And like, I am kind of natural in front of a Zoom at this point because I've been doing Zooms for the past year. And, you know, it was just me and Wendy. I didn't see the millions of people that are actually watching. So I didn't feel really stressed. So I think I did pretty good. And it was overall a really nice experience. Wendy was super nice and I loved her advice. She was so sweet and she was like, yeah, David, come to America. It's a great country. You should definitely come because it will be a great experience. And... It was just amazing. And a lot of people were like, do you think your parents will let you go? The thing is, my parents are actually really, really supportive of me going to study anywhere where I want. They will just miss me, you know, probably like any parents, they will miss me. But they are very supportive of me going to probably US as well, if I do want to. And I got like millions of questions. Are you going, David? Are you actually going to go now that Wendy told you to do, uh, to do so? And... Maybe. I mean, I still have one year of high school left and I have a lot of time to decide to choose the right college for me. And I like I cannot provide you with an answer right now, but in the next year, I will for sure have an answer and I will share with all of you. So we will see and maybe I'll come back on the Wendy Williams show if I do come to the US. We might never know. And, I w and I've noticed like people even in the comments under the show videos they like decided to split into these two groups and one group is like yes david definitely come to the us and the other half is like no david you stay in europe you have a lot of opportunities there and both of the groups are correct in my opinion because america is an incredible country you have great options and opportunities to study there but you also have a lot of great universities and colleges here in europe so it's really up to the person and their preferences and their situation so we will see i will somehow decide so we just gotta wait and see but thank you to everyone that like dm'd me and was like david did you decide it was super sweet you guys were incredible and everyone was just so nice like i was so impressed how nice people actually are of course there were some people that were like ugh, not really happy about it but it, that comes with everything you know you cannot expect everyone to agree with you or to root for you but that's life and i totally take that it's totally fine and you know i said like right at the beginning that at first i applied for the virtual audience so i actually got a date for virtual audience as well and i'm doing it next week so i'll be basically in the show again and i'll be doing the virtual audience so i'm super excited for that 
so you will probably able to see me maybe in the bag again so i'm excited i love the show i've been watching it for a long time now and i'm really happy that i could be a part of it and bring something to the show and i think it was really nice and i i think people liked it i i think people really did like it the feedback was really positive and most importantly i enjoyed it and it was like an unforgettable experience so i'm super super happy i got to do this so thank you wendy the whole production team and everyone that was part of this it was amazing and I was actually also surprised by how many people in Slovakia watched the show and reached out to me about noticing me there or like seeing my appearance. Like Slovak celebrities were in my DMs like, oh my gosh, I saw you on the Wendy Williams show and you're from Slovakia. That's so cool. We're so proud of you. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. That means the world to me. So I was like also happy that I got to, you know, represent our country. That was really, really nice. That was really sweet. And I'm just super grateful that I got to do this because it was amazing. And yeah, I've got like a few more questions from you guys regarding the show. Someone is asking, how did I feel after it was all over? Um, I felt really good. After we finished taping, I felt good about my segment. I think I did pretty well. I loved Wendy's advice and her reaction. So I was really satisfied with that. And I, as I said, I really loved the feedback from people as well. So I just have to say it was such a great experience and I'm really happy about how it turned out. So yeah, I felt really, really good. I felt good. Thank you for the question. It's so crazy because if you would have told me like three years ago that I would be on the show, like a part of it, I would not believe you because when I watched it like three years ago, I was like, oh gosh, if I ever go to New York, I do have to go to the audience to the studio and participate, that would be so much fun. And now I got to be like part of it from home. It's just surreal. It's so surreal and I'm just still in shock that this actually happened. I'm like, someone pinch me. So yeah, this is um, everything I have to say regarding my Wendy Williams show experience. If you have any other questions, feel free to like message me or tweet me. I would love to answer you. And moving on to the next topic, of today's episode it's something big that happened to me this week as well i got my first vaccine shot so woohoo i'm really excited i got my first vaccine shot on monday many of you also asked me which vaccine did i get did it hurt did i have any side effects so i got vaccinated on monday i got pfizer so right now everyone in my family, almost everyone in my family is vaccinated, so that is amazing. I still have to get my second shot, though. I'm getting that in, like, two or three weeks, so I'll be fully vaxxed in, like, three weeks' time. But, yeah, I got my first shot, I got Pfizer, and I didn't even, like, feel it when I got the needle inside of my arm. You can't even feel it. I promise you, you don't even feel it. It doesn't hurt, it doesn't stink. I just like felt something touching my arm and then I was like, okay, she's probably going to insert the needle and the nurse just said, it's done, you're done. And I was like, really? I didn't even feel it. And she was like, yeah, you don't feel it. It's totally fine. So if you're scared of that and you're like going to get your vaccine and you're scared that it's going to hurt, it's not going to hurt. I promise you will maybe feel the slightest, just like a little sting in your arm, but I promise you it's nothing painful. And, um... Regarding the side effects, I didn't actually get any, just my arm hurt a little for two days-ish, 
and the first day I just felt like a little tired naturally so I was laying in my bed but I didn't get like a fever or felt like sick I was totally fine they say with Pfizer you get more side effects with the second shot with the second dose so we will see but I just can't say for the first one that I already got I felt great I'm feeling great now and I'm just happy that I'm able to stay more safe even though I'm vaccinated even though I'm well half vaxxed I'm still going to be taking like all the precautions needed you know wearing a mask washing my hands social distancing and everything and even after I get my second shot I feel like it's still pretty necessary but yeah I'll just feel better that I have this protection you know I always see a lot of information about vaccines on the internet that are not true so if you want to get vaccinated or you are getting vaccinated always do your research on like verified websites your government website and do not trust any source because there is a lot of misleading information spread throughout the internet so do not believe everything you read really if you want to do like a reliable research go only on to the web pages that are from like the official government or call your doctor but don't believe everything on the internet thank you also what i noticed this year is that my pollen allergy has not activated yet and i'm like kind of shocked because every single year my pollen allergy activates in like mid-april when all the flowers and and herbs of the world start to bloom but not this year we are like in may and i don't have my pollen allergy anymore did the vaccine fix it <laughs> probably not that's probably not connected with that but i feel like i went on a little detox last year and it was like a natural detox with like a special herb that you are supposed to either drink or like put in your body in any other way i don't remember the name it's very hard but my doctor recommended it recommended it to me and it may be helped because we are like mid-june right now because we are like mid-may right now did i say june before we are in may we are like mid-may right now and i haven't got my pollen allergy yet so i'm like really happy about that because i'm feeling good and i'm not sneezing my eyes are not red my throat isn't sore so that is amazing i mean it might be because i'm wearing a mask outside and also that i'm like spending more time inside now but i'm not sure maybe the mask helps as well you know if you're wearing a mask and you have a pollen allergy maybe the mask prevents the pollen entering your body as well actually that might make sense actually that might make sense so if you see me walking around with a mask in like next 10 years you probably will know that it's because of my pollen allergy and i'm super happy that the weather is finally getting warmer and hotter it's supposed to be like 25 degrees celsius i don't know how much is that in um fahrenheit let me ask siri we will try if she knows this information um how many degrees fahrenheit is 25 degrees celsius okay siri said it's 77 degrees fahrenheit okay so 77 is pretty good for slovakia in may and i'm really excited because i'm finally able to go outside go hiking go on bike trips and just go out with my friends i'm supposed to go on a picnic so i'm really hyped for that but i am what i am most excited about is that i will be finally able to mow the lawn i can't tell you 
and I just cannot stress enough how much I love mowing the lawn. Like, it's an obsession. It's my obsession, and it activates every summer. I just do not let anyone else in our household mow the lawn except for me because they cannot do it as pretty as me. If you live in a house with a lawn or with like grass in general, you might understand what I'm talking about. Maybe this is weird. Maybe this is a weird obsession and you're like looking at me like at a weirdo right now. But this obsession doesn't hurt nobody. So please leave me and my lawn alone. But when I mow, I usually mow once a week. I'm going to give you the perfect mowing <laughs> tutorial. You should mow once a week. I try to mow every weekend or every Friday. Um, do not mow at the lowest setting because that can make your grass go like super dry and yellow. That's not the best. I usually do something like medium to low or just medium, but don't do the high as well because that's not even like cutting the grass. That doesn't do anything, but I'm going to tell you the most important rule while mowing the law. Make sure you mow in stripes, but not just any stripes. You have to make the stripes go in the direction of the sun. So you have to make the stripes go from the, um, how do you say it? From the west to the east. So basically you need to do it from the direction as the sun moves because that's what gives your grass the shadow and that what makes like visible stripes in your backyard. Let me tell you, if you stick to this rule and you mow your grass in stripes in the direction from east to west, your stripes will be top tier. You will look like your backyard will look like the backyard of Oprah or like the White House. And you know, you can't forget doing your regular water, how is it called? Watering and fertilizing. Every single time spring comes around, you should do the little poking thingy to your grass so it gets like the air, you know, after the winter. There's like a whole manual I have home. I have like a whole book about taking care of the grass. I don't know if this is a weird obsession I have, but it might be, but I like it. And let me tell you, when someone else mows alone in our family, they don't care. They go however they want and it looks bad. I mean, they do the job, but they just, you know, you got to do it precisely. You want it to look good. You just want it to look good. And something I started experiencing since we got a dog is that, you know, when you get a dog and he has to do his, how do I say it nicely? Hmm. He has to get rid of the liquids. <laughs> It makes the grass yellow, but there is a fix to that as well. There are like these minerals, like mineral stones you can put in your, um, or like mineral drops as well that you can put in your dog's water, or you can just filter your dog's water and they won't have like super acidic, um, liquids. I don't know how to call it. So that won't make the grass and other plants in your backyard yellow. So that's a great um, tip. If you have a dog and you are like bothered by yellow spots, just Google like these mineral stones or drops you put in dog's water or just buy or filter the water. But if you don't care, it's okay. No one will judge you. Maybe I will. <laughs> I'm kidding. I won't. I promise. Or at least I will try not to. But 
probably no one will judge you. And that's something I just like to do. And maybe it's even healthier for the dog, you know, since acidic water isn't the best for anyone. The pH levels. What is like the perfect pH level of the water you should drink? I don't even know. I should ask Siri again. Me and Siri have this love-hate relationship because she doesn't really like to answer my questions. But today she's doing good so far. She she made sure to transfer the degrees for me. So um, let's ask her again. Mm -mm -mm. What is the best pH level of the water you should drink? Here's what I found. pH of drinking water, acceptable levels and more. Let's see this lovely article. I need to know. What is your favorite water brand? That's my question. This is what I wanted to ask for so long. Please comment if you're watching the YouTube version. What is your favorite water brand? I want to say Fiji is mine, but I can't buy Fiji every single time I go to the store because I would be broke. Like that water is expensive. <laughs> but I love my good Fiji and I love the bottle. It looks really, really good. Also, my MacBook sounds like it's taking off like a rocket. Oh, speaking of rockets, I didn't get hit. Thank God. But yeah, I think it's time to get a new MacBook because mine will be probably going on to the moon soon because it really does sound like it. Did you hear about the rocket news? There was like a Chinese rocket in the space and it was supposed to come down today. I think it already fell somewhere in the Indian Ocean near the Maldives. And like everyone was so concerned for the past 48 hours. Where is it going to land and if it's going to fall actually to like um, area where people live. Imagine if it like fell in someone's backyard. I think the Chinese government actually said that if it lands on someone's house or backyard, they will give you $32 million. But I'm not sure if that's correct or like if that's a true information because I saw it on TikTok. So I wouldn't actually stick to it, but maybe I can check it later. But I heard that. But if it's true, oh God, <laughs> it didn't fall here. It fell somewhere in the ocean. The fish... It's probably not going to request the 32 million. So yeah, pretty sad. So what P okay, back to our water topic. What pH is safe for drinking water? So the US Environmental Protection Agency is in charge of monitoring public drinking water, blah, blah, blah. pH is not quality, okay? Just tell me the number, please. However, the agency recommends that um, drinking water suppliers keep their water supply at a, a pH of 6.5 to 8.5 okay so 6 6.5 to 8.5 and i want to see what is the level for fiji so siri what is the ph level of fiji water um let's see the article what is this episode turning into i feel like a scientist i should like submit this for my chemistry class and get like an a for activity oh my god so according to the official fijiwater.com website the Fiji water pH is 7.7, .7, so it's like in the exact middle between the levels that are um, recommended by the US Environmental Protection Agency, so 6.5, 8.5, and they are 7.7, .7. how incredible, they are in the middle, that's why their water probably tastes the best, so Fiji, I see what you did there. And I heard like rumors, we don't have this water in Slovakia, but I've seen it in other countries when I was traveling and I think you guys have it in the US. You know the water called Dasani? I think it's made like by Coca-Cola, by that company. I heard that they put sodium in their water. I mean, maybe all water companies put sodium in their water, but I heard that like 
Dasani, but like extreme amount or not extreme, like above average amount of sodium into their water. And that causes you to be like thirsty after you drink it. So you think you're like drinking water to not be thirsty anymore, but you get even more thirsty because of the hidden sodium, which you can't actually taste, but your body like can sense it and make you even more thirsty. So you buy more and more of Dasani. Wow. That's, that's something like people at Dasani or Coca-Cola really know how to sell their stuff. And this is actually one of the reasons why I'm really proud of Slovakia, because you might know that, well, if you know about something about Slovakia, you might have heard that Slovakia has one of the biggest, I don't know how to pronounce this word, reservoirs? reservoirs of clean water. How do I pronounce it? Please, I hope I'm not making a fool out of myself. Sometimes I can't pronounce words right, and that's because I'm not a native English speaker, so I apologize, but I'm trying, okay? Gotta give me kudos for trying. But we have, like, a lot of... We have a big supply of drinking quality water, and that's because we have, like, a lot of mountains where the water actually comes from. So that's really, really cool because... You know, I read some articles that we might not have drinking water in a few years, which is kind of scary. So, what if everyone moves to Slovakia? <laughs> oh god, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope everyone will have enough water for the next million years, so... Manifesting. <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. We have a lot of drinking water, and actually our tap water is pretty nice as well. People in Slovakia are used to drinking tap water. I mean... Once you get used to drinking bottled water, like Fiji or Vaz or something like that, you might get a little spoiled and you can taste that the um, tap water tastes a little different, but it's still good. I must say our tap water is pretty good. We're like the New Yorkers. I've heard a lot of time that New Yorkers have a really good tap water, but LA people cannot say that. LA people, I'm sorry. I don't know why that is a thing, but New Yorkers, we share, we share good water in our taps. Do you say taps? I, I, I don't know. What am I even saying? I really, really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any more questions, as I said, you can, of course, submit them to me. And I hope that you will have an incredible day, sending all the positive energy your way. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Thank you. And bye, I am signing off.